The Equity Foundation is the professional development arm of MIA Equity and Equity New Zealand. Each year, the Equity Foundation delivers more than 100 masterclasses, workshops, film screenings, in conversations, international scholarships, and on set internships free of charge for Equity members. We give our thanks to our principal sponsor, Media Super. Okay, so good afternoon. I'm Alex Jones and I'm the Program Manager at the Equity Foundation. And today I have the great pleasure in introducing our special guest, Shuang Hu and uh, Queensland Equity Vice President, Sophia Emerson Bain. Before we commence, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nations and pay my respects to the traditional owners of country and all throughout our country and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture and that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land and we pay our respects to elders past present and emerging. Uh, I particularly want to thank uh, the Equity Foundation's principal sponsor Media Super. Media Super has supported the foundation since our beginning in the early 2000s. They are your industry super fund and they can help you with your superannuation and provide you with financial advice. They're fully equipped to assist you with building your superannuation so that you've got a bit of money when you're older. And if you don't have any contact details, please let me know and I can pass them on. As always, it's important that you mute yourselves. And that's particularly important if you're on an iPhone as I can't mute you from here. Shuang and Sophia will talk for about 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes, then we'll go to Q&A. If you put your questions directly into the chat and I'll contact you and spotlight you so you can ask Shuang directly unless you want me to ask on your behalf. So please let me know. And if that's the case, I'll read them out. All right, so let's go. Please welcome Shuang and Sophia. Well, I just have to say, Shu, I first met you, I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember, a few years ago, we did this really small pilot called For a Good Cause, and we didn't have any scenes mm -hmm. together, but it was kind of like we were two ships sailing in the night, but yeah. even though we met all of those years ago, I just feel like I see you all the time on my, on my phone. Every morning, I actually see you when I just... Wipe a little yeah, bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> but tell us, um, everyone's here today to see to to hear from you. How how did how did things start? Because honestly, you have just blown up. How did your media <laughs> empire start? And I I don't say blow up lightly. I mean you've put a lot of work and effort into it. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah, it was a pleasure working with you too on that web series for a good yeah. cause and thank you everyone for being here to listen to me talk I hope you all learn something soon <laughs> um, I okay great question how did it all start basically COVID I have mm -hmm. COVID to thank for all of this because while we well you guys in Australia might have been a little different I feel like COVID the experience for you guys was a little bit different to me when I was in LA because we got hit pretty hard and we couldn't do anything, go anywhere. We 
there was like a lockdown situation very early on in the pandemic. And we had like about six months where we couldn't do anything. We we're quarantined for six months. And I started making TikToks with a friend in February and we were doing like one meetup a week. And then because of the pandemic and we had nothing better to do and we weren't allowed to see anyone outside of our direct family. And I started filming with like two people the day before the pandemic quarantine hit. We were like, oh, let's just bubble together, the three of us, and let's just make videos together. So we just started making videos on like that like day that quarantine hit. And we started making videos consistently three to four days a week where we would meet up and we would make like two to three videos a day. Wow. Each. Like I would have two, three ideas. They would have two, three ideas each. So we would film for like six hours a day, three, four days a week. And so we would be in each other's videos. So it was just the three of us making content together for each other. like full time pretty much and the days that we weren't filming we were just thinking of ideas and then writing ideas and then editing I would like edit from five to seven was my editing time because I would post every day at seven so it'd be like filming we would filmed from like 11 till like three or four and then we would just I would just be editing and that's how basically it happened it was like I just had to treat a full-time job but honestly, if the pandemic didn't happen, I would not have a social media. Because to put it into perspective, just so people know, let's let's show a video. But before that, you were in Australia because we did For a Good Cause, that, that short film. And then you oh. pretty much straight away headed over to LA, didn't you? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I think. Um, Hold on. I'm going to switch to hotspotting. While Shu does that, Alex, do you want to show the video? Huh? Wait! Three, two, one. So that video was what? Your biggest video, most popular? Yeah, it was my most popular video across all platforms. So I post on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And I think that one has maybe, I want to say like, 50 million on YouTube I can't remember wow 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 that's it's, like it's my most popular YouTube video that's like double Australia's whole population everyone in Australia watched that video <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah, yeah, twice <laughs> but yeah because you you were because I don't know if you heard my oh, question 240 but- million sorry my bad oh, well that's I can't even do the math of that's- that that's a lot of people in Australia watching it multiple times <laughs> That's maybe it's nearly the population of America. Nearly. Anyway, wow. Not yeah. That's crazy. So obviously it was kind of like a natural flowy kind of process, but then is there a team behind, obviously in the beginning you were saying that there were your three friends, but is there still a team behind you and you work together to create this content? Uh, not anymore because everybody just blew up so much that they didn't really have time to like be in other people's videos all the time because it is quite time consuming and at first it was just fun and friends making videos together and then it became a business and you're like oh I actually have to be like smart about the content I make and who I make it with and what content I put out there if I want to grow 
and make this my profession it, you really do have to treat it like a business so now it's more like I come up with my ideas and I just cast people in my videos and I collab with people and sometimes like I still will often use the same people in my videos because your fans will like to see the same people because your fans also when they watch your content they don't know if it's reality or uh, or fiction and yeah. so they'll think like if if I cast a guy in my video they'll think they're my boyfriend even though it's clearly a skit and it's not real yeah but so you have to really be careful about like who you put in your videos as well and if you want to have like a consistent brand so you like a consistent best friend and a consistent boyfriend a consistent girlfriend that kind of when thing did that, uh, when did that change when did you start going this is not just friends doing the video but it became a business when did that switch happen um, probably, um, seven, eight months into it when, um, when I, like, I guess my viewership, like really started going up and my followers really started growing. And when I started monetizing it, cause then you realize, oh, numbers mean something. It's not just, you're just not just trying to make fun videos for fun. You're actually trying to grow and you're actually trying to make money off the platform. So yeah brands will look at your engagement will look at your followers uh your demographics everything like that and that determines how much they pay you for a brand deal yeah and and so yeah and then you have to start thinking about okay if i want to target these particular brands if i want to get paid particular amounts for my videos i need to have x amount of viewership uh views per post yeah. i need to have x amount of engagement per video and then i also need to have a certain demographic in a certain country because brands will pay more if your audiences are in certain parts of the world like america is a very big paying demographic so yeah. if most of your audience is in america they'll pay you more if your audience is in a like an asian country or like a you know, like a developing country yeah. like brazil or india they have a very big viewership they because they don't spend as much like the customers don't spend as much brands don't want to invest as much in those countries so, so let me ask you something better. then were you strategic in your recent video where now tim tams are probably giving you free tim tams <laughs> for the rest of your life because you recently posted tim tam videos and violet crumble i might add yeah, I mean, I'm definitely trying to get into more lifestyle. Uh, I have a lot of friends who do skincare and makeup and they get a lot of skincare and makeup yeah. free products. And you're just, just going to get fat and pimples <laughs> because you've now got Tim Tams like following you. I mean, if I have to eat Tim Tams for the rest of my life, I will not complain. I'll be very happy about that. There's a video that, because we were talking about like what videos to show and you were talking about your followers kind of changing. Why don't we show one of the videos where your fan base kind of changed, you know? Um, yeah, sure. One with, with um, toxic boyfriends. Yeah. Do you want to introduce Perfect. that video? Yeah, so um, I don't know if many of you have seen my content, but I usually make very light-hearted comedy targeted to a younger audience and it's like I'm a sissy girlfriend and it's more slapstick and so like, yeah trying to make people laugh but in a happy way there's no, never any negativity in my videos I try and that's another thing sorry I always like bring it back to brands brands don't like to work with controversial uh, content creators 
so yeah, I always try to keep it very PG with my content. But then I did the series about toxic boyfriends and it it just, it, it hit a, lot, a part of my audience I didn't know I have, or maybe it, it garnered a new stream of audiences that I didn't know I could have, which was like an older female uh, demographic. And I think because they had gone through trauma, they really related to this video. And they were like, it was the most amount of like engagement I had in a video and then the most amount of comments I had from fans like reaching out to me going oh my god I really enjoy this video and then also it was a video that my like actor friends and like real life friends really I don't know connected to and they were commenting about it and saying oh I really like this series of yours and it was the only one yeah the only series I felt like dealt with any real life issues (laughs) so yeah Maybe you can play that so people get an idea of it. Thank you. Thank you. you want to try some? Hey, don't touch my food. You said you weren't hungry. Oh, it's okay. I'll wait for my food. What? Oh, come on. Sharing is caring. I promise I'll eat some of your food too. Here, you have to try some. Here's one for you. And then here's this one for me. Look, I took the bigger piece. Is that fair? Okay, cheers. <laughs> Oh, that's another thing I did. Okay, when I first started, most of my audience was on TikTok and I started to try to move them to YouTube. And this was actually the video, the series that started to help me grow my YouTube platform because I only had like 3,000 followers back in March last year. Oh, And then I made this series. How many do you have now on YouTube? 3.5 million. So I I didn't have a lot of followers back in March last year. And then I posted this video and I used like the end bit. You can make longer videos on TikTok now, but back in the day, you can only make 60 seconds or 30 second videos. And so I would put a short version and then put the longer version on YouTube. And I would put a little like, oh, to watch the longer version, go to my YouTube. And I put the link, my bio on TikTok. And because that video did really well, then people started watching my YouTube. And I think the algorithm picked it up. On YouTube. Did you think of this because, all by yourself or did someone say, shoo, you need to get them across to YouTube and this is what you should do and this is the video and all of that stuff? I had a lot of friends who were trying to also migrate their followers from TikTok to YouTube because I think YouTube is still in terms of content platforms, the OG and it's the one that you get like the most respectful. If you're like, oh, I have you know, a big following on TikTok. People aren't as like impressed if you say, oh, I have a big following on YouTube. They're like, oh, how you do that? That's like, yes. the, you want to have more followers on YouTube. So yeah, in general, like all my creative friends were like, okay, let's try to migrate. How do we migrate our followers from TikTok to YouTube? And this was one of the tactics. There's like a few tactics you can use, but this was like one or I was trying the one that worked for me. Uh, to try to migrate them over was yeah, to put a really good video on TikTok and just at the end go please follow my Instagram or like oh sorry my YouTube or like yeah go there for more and I kind of it happened by accident because I had tried some of my other videos that didn't do that well but I didn't know this video was going to go viral I just I, I just had to break up the video because it was a long it's like a two minute or so video on YouTube and I just had to find a way to break it into a smaller piece for TikTok. So I could use the same content, but 
utilize it on two different platforms. So that was my tactic at the time. I'm like, I just need to make a shorter video for TikTok. So I have a video to post for this day. And yeah. then I'll just put this thing at the end. And, you know, if they go to YouTube, great. If not, whatever, at least I have a video for TikTok. But it just happened to go viral. And then it just happened, the followers just happened to go to YouTube. And then the algorithm just happened to pick it up. And then I just started posting more on YouTube. And then it just like grew from there. And speaking about that, like growing and growing, the next stage of your development is that now you're, you've written this feature film called Five Blind Dates. And you're yeah. filming it now. And yeah. like, how did you, obviously things have just continued to grow and grow, but how did that happen? You know, like. I must have really good karma. I think I should have been a good person in my life. <laughs> Kidding. I would think it's like a, a bit of luck, honestly, because yeah. it all kind of happened at the same time. Yeah, so but Oprah always says it's never luck. It's. It's a lot of hard work. So you say luck, but there also is a lot of hard work, I'm sure, that it's gone into it. Because, yeah, months and months, years and years of growing and growing and work, tirelessly chipping away at it. So, how? yeah. Yes, I think it's a lot of opportunity meets preparation. I think, yes. Like, looking back, I think my skits were able to do well because I had an understanding for filmmaking and uh, I was able to use those skills in a smaller uh, format, which a lot of people on this. Watching. Know, thing, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All the people watching here yeah. will likely also be able to do the same thing that I can do. Because, yeah. you know, at the time, we, there was no acting. There's no auditions. There was no projects. When the pandemic hit, we couldn't work at all. So I had no creative outlet. So this is the only way I could like creatively do something. So were you writing yeah. this show or did Amazon I, ask you to write this show? We, me and my writing partner, uh, Nathan, we pitched this movie to Amazon back in May, but we had actually developed this idea back in October, the year before the pandemic. We were like, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of like waiting around for people to give me a job. I'm just going to make my own thing. So I started when I first got to LA. I was like, okay, what do I, what medium do I want to do? I want to do comedy. I feel like I did comedy back in Australia. There's a few people out here like Anthony and I, I don't know. I can't see who else, but like I did the Family Law and Ronnie Chang International student when I was in Australia and they were both comedy. So I was like, maybe I should, you know, focus on comedy. Yeah. But comedy in America is like a whole different thing. Yeah. There's different like extremes of comedy. And I was like, oh, what do I do? So I started taking improv classes and stand-up classes. And uh, I just wanted to learn more about like comedy in the US. And then I, I realized that everyone in the US does everything themselves. They, 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 they write and they produce and then they act in it and they become showrunners and they create things themselves. And that's yeah. a lot of the time the only way they can, you know, hit the mainstream and I was like oh I, I need to do that that's what I need to do so I tried to learn as much as I could to create my own content so I took producing classes at UCLA and I was like, talking to comedy people and just like, researching people's careers how they got to where they are like like looking at like SNL Saturday Night Live like looking at the people in there like their careers they're like they're the comedy people and stand-up people in LA like how did they get to where they are and just trying to find a medium that I enjoy doing 
so I guess I had garnered all of that knowledge and then just it just happened when the pandemic hit and then I found TikTok as an outlet I just used all those skills that I'd learned and then I just started creating and it helps that you can if you can edit if you don't know how to edit please learn how to edit because that'll be very useful for you if you do want to be a, a content creator because initially you have to create and edit your own content to be able to like fine tune like your brand because yeah. I have editors now but even then they it's never the same as what I envisioned in my head now yeah. it's kind of like oh it's good enough it's, I don't have time to like sit down and edit for hours anymore so you kind of make sacrifices with your as your brand quality yeah Yeah. unless you can really take the time to like train someone to edit them to edit the same way as you and to write skits the exact same way as you I don't think you'll ever be able to let go of the creative yes work Mm. of your content creating but you can start to outsource which is uh, you asked me earlier if I have a team I do have editors and I do have people writing me scripts now and I have a social media manager that helps me with brand deals but I still have to be across it all. I have to of be course. like still like yeah. tweaking the scripts and like watching all the edits and giving notes on the edits. I don't think you can and really fully get away from that. Um, yeah. So then the going back to then this five line dates thing. Oh, right. You, yes. Spiral. You, uh, yes. I digress. Uh, yes. We, <laughs> it was fascinating anyway, but I just wanted to, I want to pin you down and I want to know how this happened. Well, is this all, is this all coming? Sophia, I'm getting the backstory. <laughs> getting you there. <laughs> this is what's happening. I was learning and yeah. I was like, I want to make my own movie. I'm just going to yeah. get someone to help me write it. And then I'm going to just put the money down and write it, just get it made. Because right. in America, you can keep referring to America by because it's different here different I feel like it's, it's okay possible it feels like when you're over there in LA it's possible to make things because mm. you're living in a city where there everyone is doing some sort of creative field everyone like, you meet in a coffee shop is like writing a or writer. directing or producing Some, you feel yeah. very unaccomplished unless you've got multiple strings to your bow and multiple balls juggling in the air absolutely you're just juggling everything at the same time yeah and so I felt like it was possible to do something over there so me and Nathan sat down back in October and we came up with this idea this movie and we were going to write it ourselves and then we're going to make it independently and then Amazon he knew someone at Amazon who were trying to make movies in Australia and like you know Amazon's trying to make in the original product projects here and they're like oh can you like do you know anyone with an Australian project like yes diverse con like yeah like a a diverse story that's easy to make and fun and lighthearted in this crazy world that we're living right right now and he's like oh yeah me and she were like writing this idea about this rom-com and they're like oh that sounds nice why don't you pitch it so we pitched it to Amazon in May and then within a few weeks they were like we love the idea we want to do it we didn't even have a bible or anything because we were still trying to figure it out ourselves we just had one outline and one cast sheet of like the the characters and who we wanted in it and then they were like let's develop it together so for the last 18 months we've been writing this together with amazon yeah and now filming 
Yeah, it's good to know about the time perspective because I think some people when they watch, like even when they watch your videos, they might go, oh, well, I could do that. And then you like bother to sit down and you have to write it. That takes time. You have to then watch it. That takes time. You have to edit it. That takes time. And then, you know, in the background, like you're saying, you're doing classes, you're you're talking to other people, you're seeing what their journey is. You're then also writing your own thing. And then, as you said, it's taken 18 months to get to where you are. Like it's a lot of a lot of work so it's really good to hear I think the time that that gets put in so really serious question now can people now pitch you ideas oh are we there yet too are we there yet are you like oh yeah I'm taking people pitch me ideas I'm in I want to be in your uh, next YouTube video you know like are uh, you you know yeah I'm like always looking I'm totally open uh to collaborate and I like casting actors Mm. in my videos sometimes you cast other content creators because you know they have big followings and like that's just what you do yeah the whole point of collabing but they're not necessarily good actors because you know they weren't actors they literally went into the game to be famous or like to get a following so I think you guys are in good positions where you actually know how to act so you yeah. would be believable on camera and you would be more entertaining to watch. So and do people like actors message you, like slide into your DMs and be you like, know what? Most of the your next video? It's mostly other content creators. So they would want to you it's sensible for actors to try, if they're interested in this kind of game, to try and do that? Yeah, because I, I have actor friends who are content creators because there are some out there in LA. Uh, who who always work with me we like if you watch my videos I often use the same people in my videos and I feel like they have learned a lot from me uh just like watching me work or collaborating with me and and then I see them do their own content and I see some of the influence of of mine that I've had on them and their content and I really like that and yeah I like teaching people because yeah, you just like, I had someone teach me as well, actually. My first video was with a TikToker who already had a big following. So I, I learned a lot of what I know from him. Yeah. You know, okay, so I'm definitely. A whole bunch of people now are going to be DMing you. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I'm in Sydney. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You're happy to, to, to show people what I do. As your actress profile, obviously this video will come out, this movie will come out. When's Five Blind Dates like planning to be finished filming? Like soonish? Mm, we finish in four weeks. Okay. Well, I guess once, once it's released and, you know, your actress profile, I'm, I'm trying to separate it a little bit from your, your socials profile, but as your mm. actress profile continues to rise, do you think that you'll still do social media stuff and, and, and still put a lot of time into it? That's a really great question and something I've been uh, tossing up in my mind a lot because it is very two very different, different. mediums. Mm. I think I will always like to have social media. I think I might take a step back in making less content and maybe better quality content. Right. And maybe move towards, yeah, making better quality skits mm-hmm. because right now, you know, TikTok, it's almost better if your video is not professional. You know, it's, it's almost better if it's grainy and it just feels like you just like woke up and made a video. That yeah. is the whole TikTok art form. 
Yeah. Um, YouTube is a little different. They like to see more refined content on there. So I think maybe I will try to put more platform, uh, more content on YouTube. I think that will be closer to the type of content I make. Just so people don't like look at me and go, who is she? <laughs> it's, it's hard to know because I do think I have a, a very clear online brand, but it's so different to who I am as an actor and I, I actually for a lot of actors here I think I struggled with that at the start when I was an actor I was like I don't want to do social media I don't want to do content credit it takes away from my art form takes away from these classes I'm doing and like the lines I'm learning and self-tapes that I've got to memorize lines for for sure it is like a full-time job if you want to take it seriously it's very rewarding because I think there's a lot of things I've been able to do now as an actor because I have a social media following and and because of the content I make I don't just like I'm not a Charlie D'Amelio I'm not like a typical TikToker where I just dance or I don't know make a funny face like I there is like a re, like my content is very particular and it's like yeah. skit based yeah. and there's like a punchline there's like a skill to it which I guess I think everyone here will have the ability to make and so when casting directors or directors they look at your content they can see you act in a way or they can see your personality they can see that you're more than just an actor and I think that sometimes is enough to pique the interest of a casting director or a director or like a producer and also you know let's be honest social media having a following is going to be beneficial like it means money I think yeah. it means like there's going to be eyeballs on the screen so yeah. I, I think for sure there's a reason why I'm getting cast in certain things I'm getting cast in right now because they're like oh she does have a following so she can be yeah. eyeballs to the screen and that's a reality that we can't ignore especially exactly. in 2022. And that's been happening a long time ago I remember I was I was gonna possibly be cast for the lead role in this in this show and then they had it was between me and this other girl and the other girl had mm. a massive following on YouTube. TikTok and yeah. Instagram weren't really, a th well, TikTok wasn't even invented at the time. And Instagram, I don't yeah. think really was a thing. And I lost the job for that reason. And mm. that was years ago. And, you know, it, and, and the reality is, this is a good chat, I think, because then people can't mm. ignore the reality that, yeah, if you have a following, it, it, it helps. It doesn't hinder. Yeah potentially yeah no, it could like but um generally depending on the content you make exactly. so you have to be careful about the stuff you put out there has there ever been like have you ever learned any lessons from other people like oh there's things that you shouldn't do maybe I don't want to say don't create certain content because I think or I just have respect for all content creators any type of content you make I respect because that is work what's shoes opinion <laughs> uh, I would say maybe don't do just thirst traps guys and girls have a level of respect for yourself online like and don't say anything negative about people too much like don't try to create feuds online or I think that's pretty standard if, like I guess how you would treat other people in person like don't think that because it's online that people won't judge you for it yeah because it's out there like people can search it whenever yeah and I'm sure that's also the same with, with brands yeah. because you don't want to be like mm. oh my god I hate Nesquik for example or I hate yeah. Arnett and then next minute Arnett's is like would you like to oh but you know you did a video years ago where you were being mean to us we won't hire you 
Yeah, try not to maybe slam brands and be too political online. That's just me though, like, because people are very opinionated online and if you swing left or right, you alienate a certain area of your audience. But that's not for everyone. That's just my content because, like, I like to keep it PG. But I have seen, like, if you're a stand-up comedian, you, I think you have to be a little opinionated. And you, push you do back. have to, yeah, push it. That is your job. And so you'll get a different audience from that. So it just depends on what you want to do as well. Yeah, don't, you don't have to do it my way. If you know your end goal, yeah. then you know where to work from. So if you're okay with being like opinionated and you're okay with slamming people and that's your brand and you're okay with that because there's people that do that well. There's a friend of mine who is like so opinionated and is really sexual and is really thirst trappy, but that's her brand and she's like a clout chaser, but she openly says that. She's mm-hmm. like, but honest, as long as I think you're authentic online with who you are and people mm-hmm. understand that, they're okay with it. But then just know that you may only have that platform to work with. Like she is a purely content creator and she's, comedian like she's getting into stand-up but there's a lot of people who won't work with her because she's yeah very opinionated yeah Yeah. so just know that that's your brand and be okay with it and some people will like that there's some like really open-minded brands out there that will work with you like alcohol brands yeah or like faith brands yeah or gambling like that yeah yeah but um well and you and obviously you do before before we get like into to some of the questions that I think will start coming through. Obviously, you know, you do things strategically, but you might also do things because you love them, you know, and they're fun. And I think we have a video mm-hmm. of one of your favorite videos. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite that, video. That, that you did, which I think is really <laughs> sweet. So let's let's play that okay. for everyone. Jimin, I don't have anything colorful to wear for my TikTok videos. Thanks, babe. I'm dead. <laughs> it's so I'm simple. Oh, it's so simple, but just so cute, just sweet. Yeah, I love K-pop and I love BTS, and Jimin's my bias. So I like finding videos where I can um, stitch them with yeah. me. I've done yeah. quite a lot. Oh, there yeah. you go. Alex, um, did, did you want to do questions? Well, we can. Um, I can we, keep talking to you all day. We've got a few questions <laughs> coming through, so I'll just read out a couple and then we can go back to you, Sophia, if that's all right. Um, yeah. Shuan, hmm. can you go through how the um, finance aspect of it, because you're starting to make these TikToks, but then you're also now working with brands and, and there's a, a mm-hmm. there's an income stream. How, mm-hmm. how, yeah. how does that work? Oh man, there's like so much to say about this because I did not realize how much money is in social media. Like I got it from like, you see influencer and they're just living life and you're like, how? But now I'm like, wow, you can actually have a full on full-time income stream, control your income. And like, I feel like I can't let go of social media now because I, I feel like I have control of my career for the first time in my life. And I'm just not just waiting for a casting director and a director to hire me for a job. But I can create any content I want because I have a platform now. So there's 
there's a couple of ways to monetize online. Um, the first one is on the platform. So TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube all pay you to make content if you have X amount of followers and X amount of likes, I believe. I think it's 10,000 on TikTok. And then on YouTube, um, there's a certain amount of followers you have to get to. And on Instagram as well, I think it's maybe 50,000. But you get paid to post. And every view that you get, you get paid on that. So that's like the basic one, the most stable way of income. Uh, actually, there's a couple more. And then there's two. So if you go live on any of those three platforms, fans can pay you. And if you get a really good fanship base, you can get Patreon and you can like send out like behind the scenes stuff and gifts to your fans, like show them things that you wouldn't show the general public and they will pay you for it. So I guess that's the third way. Um, but the fourth and most lucrative way is brand deals. And how I get these is I have a social media manager in LA that sends me brand deals like she reaches out to companies or companies reach out to her it's like an agent really mm. it's like just take acting what you do in acting but then put it on social media so they'll like they'll be like hey sure like I did a deal for Caseify so the brand manager goes hey Caseify wants to work with you can you create a 30 second video on TikTok and they'll pay you x amount of money they'll send you the products and then you send them a brief you're like a, a, a advertising agency so oh hey what do they think i give my one. i make it i edit it and then i post it and then they pay like most lucrative way of making money on social media so um so that's one way and when you get a certain when you get to a certain following brands will reach out to you so half the time it's brands that reach out and go oh hey sure i saw your videos on tiktok they're really fun how much is one of what's your rate for making a video for us and you negotiate with them so mm -hmm. i did a, a deal with foreo which is this like skincare product they do like skincare washing things that's what i'm trying to get into skincare because okay well makeup and skincare pay really well guys just fyi if you want to get started do that and they like they like send you these like a face washing products and I did a video for them across my platforms like TikTok, YouTube and Instagram so you can negotiate like a bulk thing if they don't want to pay you so much on TikTok you can go oh what if like what if you pay me a bit more and I'll post on all these other platforms and so I did a specific video for each one that was like my biggest brand deal I had to do like six videos for them and then they pay you once they're all posted and that's, it's like you're basically your own advertising agency because you have your own platform. You have your own audience that these brands want to get like a chunk of. They want your audience to see their brand. And because you have a direct relationship with your audience, you can make content that is relatable, that your audience will like, that they're going to be like, oh my God, I trust you because, you know, I follow her. So I'm going to buy this product. And brands want a piece of that and they're going to pay you a lot of money for it. So that's another good reason to get on the social media. You can actually start making good income and you don't have to rely on like part-time jobs that won't give you time off to go act. Actually, I had to quit my job when I got the family law. Did I tell you this? My, my boss gave me an ultimatum. He's like, either you quit your job or you do yeah do the show and quit your job or stay and you can't do your show and I was like I I've had that. to give up the family law. I've had that happen to me as well I was working at a yeah. law firm and they were like you can either keep working at the law firm here or you can do this show and I was like okay bye yeah 
thank you next yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. but you thank can like you do what you love yeah on social media do what you love and you get paid for it and you don't have to rely on other like jobs yeah it's yeah. another good reason to get onto it guys <laughs> <laughs> okay if if someone really wants to become a content creator but doesn't know where to start what would you recommend they do and also is it a TikTok and uh, YouTube are they younger people's uh is it a younger person's forum what about if you're a bit older TikTok is oh no I would say no not anymore it was probably three years ago when TikTok first started even I was like rejecting TikTok a little I was like mm, I'm not a singer or a dancer so no thank you but I didn't understand that there's like a multitude there's everything and anything you could possibly want on TikTok so and the algorithm helps you to find your audience so yeah it's not that way anymore maybe initially when it first started like when people didn't understand what it was but TikTok is just as good as YouTube or Instagram but you will grow faster on TikTok because the algorithm helps you out it will show people the right people your videos and so the audience like you will be able to find your people faster it's not like TikTok Instagram is just like I dislike Instagram so much but it's still unfortunately one of the bigger platforms but it won't help you find your audience you like it, you will have a hard time growing on Instagram because it's so saturated Instagram is very much a aesthetic medium so you best be like making your videos look good or they have to be really dang funny they really have to stand out in some way whereas TikTok you don't have to have high production value you could just literally make it on your phone and then if people like it they like it because like the audience that is meant to like your videos will see it because the algorithm will help them see it well, that makes sense because you've got like over 4 million viewers on TikTok versus Instagram. You've got 9,000. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't do thirst traps, guys. It's, it's a real weakness of mine. I wish I did. But my videos is like younger. It's like it hits a young audience. With Instagram, I think the demographics are a little bit older. Like my content is not really like built for Instagram but that that toxic video uh, the toxic boyfriend videos did really well on Instagram because it's like a, an older audience and they like they get that kind of content so you, that's another thing you kind of have to cater your content to each platform you just have to know what each platform like what kind of what, what kind of people watch it and just cater to that so like I would say I would suggest pick one platform at a time conquer that one and then move on to the next one well, that's kind of what you did. You know, you, you were saying you had that video move over to YouTube. But, so that's kind of exactly what you did. Sorry, I butted in. Alex, go ahead with no, the next. No, no, that was great. No, I, I just want to double check. Um, so that is the answer to if you don't, if you want to start and you don't know where to start. Or you're oh. Just, is, 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 that's just, just do it? No, yeah, do it. But also uh, do what you like because you're going to be making a lot of these videos. Yeah. So make sure you like the content that you make. Otherwise, you will dread it. You will spend a lot of time on it growing if that's what you want to do. But you really have to mentally know that you're going to have to commit time and it's not going to be easy. I had no views for maybe four or five months. And then one of my videos just blew up. And that's when it started going from there. And when you, you will eventually have a video do well. Like you just have to try a million different things at once. Just be prepared to try 
anything and everything. Go on TikTok, watch kind of content people make, watch what you enjoy. Like when you start to see things you enjoy watching, maybe you can start trying to make that kind of content. And then when one of your videos goes viral, just keep doing that kind of content. You're like, okay, this is what people want to see me, want to see from me. So keep making that. Because my first video that went viral was like, when your crush is a tease series. I do a lot of series. So when your crush is a tease. And it was like me, like, that's why I play like the Dixie Girlfriend. So this guy's like rejecting me, but I really like him and I'm trying to get his attention. Uh, but he keeps like, like leading me on. And that was like my first video that went viral. And I was like, okay, ding. So all of my other videos are just me being a Dixie Girlfriend and not really getting, keep getting rejected. But also I do like girl power videos. <laughs> I do a lot of different kind of videos, but my audience are young females. So I know they like that kind of content. So you've got to know what your audience as well and what you want to target. So yeah, do anything and everything. And when you find your niche, just keep doing that because you'll see that's what they want to see and they'll keep coming back for more. And that's when your audience grows. Okay, I've got a question yeah. from Nicholas. Oh, hi, Stu. How's it going? Hi. Hi, Nicholas. Hi. Thank you. Um, how many videos should you upload on TikTok and YouTube weekly to build an audience and like to continue to build it? Yes. So when I first started, because my audience, uh, my videos are a little bit harder to make. I did one a day. I posted one a day consistently at 7 p.m. LA time. But cool. I had friends who grew faster than me who posted six videos a day. But they did it on the platform. Oh. They filmed on the content, edited on the platform and posted it on the platform. Whereas I film and edit off the platform, which is like two, three hours a day, but they do it on the platform, which takes them like maybe like half an hour per video. So they can do it a lot faster. And wow. so they, they were posting six videos a day to get to like, but I saw them grow very fast, but that's the kind of content they make and they, they, they can only make that kind of content. So just be prepared, whatever content you want to make, whatever like makes you kind of like famous or popular with that type of video just prepare that you're going to have to try like you are likely going to have to make that forever <laughs> yeah. sure. thank you so much i really appreciate it yeah no worries um i've just got something here so just to clarify so even if you have a specific idea to just choose one platform rather than try all three and see which one works best I think you could afford to post on all three platforms if you wanted to, if you think that your audience could hit or like all three platforms. Depends. Can, can you be more specific? Maybe I can direct you as to which uh, platform would be better. That is actually a question from someone who wants me to ask on their behalf. So I don't have any more questions. I don't have unless... Um, I would say... Not knowing... I mean, there's no harm in best. posting all three three it's just very time consuming so just know that like you are totally welcome to post on all three platforms all at once to see what hits snapchat is a good one too i know snapchat feels like it might be dead but it's they're putting a lot of money into creators and their content so post on spotlight snapchat spotlight um facebook is also a good one if you have long form content you can monetize if you have videos longer than three minutes so so i'd say facebook Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Snapchat are the five platforms. It's a lot of work, guys. It's so much. I I could not do it right now if I didn't is, is it a full-time job or part-time? It is. No, it's full-time. 
it is full-time like if you want to grow it it's a full-time job just be prepared like don't have a life I did not have a life for a year of my life like no social which is why I said the pandemic was very helpful because I literally couldn't have a life anyway so it worked out great but just be prepared if you want to put the time into it like if you really want to grow and you want to have a platform you will not have a life for like a, a good year and what methods do you use to come up with your ideas Oh, so many. Oh my gosh. Sometimes it's like my friends give me ideas. My family are very good at giving me ideas, especially when it's relationship related. Like observations just in life. You like see something funny, you're like, oh, that's really funny. Sometimes, you know, oh, TikTok is great for copying. Like it is a platform where you are encouraged to copy. And it's like when someone copies your video, it's almost like a flattering. I've had people copy my videos and I've copied other people video, people's videos. I just do a different version. Like I do my own little twist to it with my friends and like my content creators and people love it. Because um, that's the thing about TikTok. If you're not on it yet, you, you'll see very quickly that sounds and trending sounds is a big thing on TikTok. Like using a sound and doing your own version or just like doing... Um, using sounds to create versions. That's why sounds will have like 5,000 videos of the same sound because it's very, it's encouraged to copy sounds and copy ideas. And that's what makes it a trend. When people copy you, it's a trend. So it's encouraged. So if you see a funny video on TikTok, copy it, make your own version. And then, but make sure you give credit to the original creator. Always be like inspired by or whatever. Or like, credit to this person so people are uh, because if you do because people will know I don't know how I just like TikTok people just know when you copy something and you don't give credit to them they don't like it and fans will call you out they'll tag the original creator and then people go oh this one's a copier and then they won't like you it's the whole the whole thing okay we're coming up and I'm sorry we've got we could be here for another hour with all the questions but we'll just go with one more and then I'll so much to say. Sophia hold on so I've got Susan here. Hi, Susan. How are you? Hi, Shu. Uh, I wanted to ask: Do you personal? Do you have to personally comment um, to the reactions of um, some of your followers on these platforms? Do you need to do, keep that up as a regular thing, or do you get someone else to try and comment on your behalf? I now have other people comment to me, which I feel really bad about. But I try to. I try to. Oh, like I try to comment myself. Initially, when I had time, I would. Don't tell anyone. Anyone, <laughs> don't tell. Whatever <laughs> happens in this meeting stays in this stays meeting. Stays in this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> the reality of the situation is, at this level, like there's just too many comments. It's absolutely impossible for me to. But in the beginning, was it beginning, like a choice and, and it's, yes. it's something that you should do so that people yeah. feel engaged with you? Absolutely, absolutely. But just like comment maybe like five or ten of your top comments. If you give them all attention that there's people also feel like, oh, you have too much time on your hands. It's just, it's a like a gentle balance, I think. I always, in, in the start, I would maybe comment like earlier that's why it also encourages people to watch a video earlier and comment earlier and that's why you'll see on people's videos they're like first first early early gang because the earlier comments usually get a response quicker so i usually encourage that by commenting on the like first five to ten comments but yes commenting is good it's good for community engagement back to you sophia 
Oh, okay. Well, shoot. Oh my gosh. We're coming to an end. It's so sad. Oh my God. I but feel like so I just rambled way too much. No, it so was really, it so was fun. I can speak for myself and I can say that it was really helpful and really eye-opening um, because I, I think a lot of the time people think that it's, it's easy, you know, and you don't have to think about it and you just do something, but, you know, like key points that I took away, it's a full-time job, you posted consistently every day, you didn't have a life, <laughs> you know, every day at 7 p.m., you came together with your friends, you thought of ideas and you thought of things and and so, like, it's, it's really good to hear all of that stuff. But before we go, I like to end these chats when I do the interview with 10 rapid fire questions. So are you ready? So really quick. I warned about this. Yes, really quick okay. questions. Really quick, speedy answers. Don't even think. Okay. okay? okay. Love okay. it. Let's do it. Market yourself as an actor on socials or no need to? Yes. YouTube or TikTok? YouTube. TikTok or Instagram? Actually, TikTok. Sorry, I, I, res I lied about the first one. Go TikTok. TikTok or Instagram? TikTok or YouTube too. Ooh, for marketing as an actor, Instagram. Okay. Cinema or movies at home? Cinema. Get your agent involved in your socials or no? No. Describe Instagram in a couple words. So much beautiful people. <laughs> to live and work as an actor right now, do you pick Australia, New Zealand, USA or Canada? USA. When to start pitching show ideas, anytime or when you have a following? Anytime. Describe TikTok in a couple of words. A rabbit hole. Three pieces of feedback for actors that you wish you had heard. Patience is a virtue, like consistently do not give up. That I heard? That you would wish to hear. Oh, wish to hear. Oh, yeah, just don't give up, like persistence. Also, like learn other skills other than just acting like have have life experience be humble just be really humble no matter where you are in your career well that was it thank you so much that was really helpful and I think everyone took something away from today and now we will all tune in to your Instagram YouTube TikTok Snapchat or Facebook to see your 7 p.m post <laughs> thank you and I just want to, I just want to thank both of you for uh, taking part today. Uh, it's been fantastic on behalf of Media Super, uh, the sponsorship, and all the members who are here today. Uh, we're very, very grateful to to you, Shuang, for all that information that you have so freely disclosed. Very generous of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I want to help you guys out for Sophia, sure. I hope you guys all succeed. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sue. Good luck with it all. And we can't wait to see you in five blind dates and, and on socials. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by our principal sponsor, Media Super and the Equity Foundation. For more information about the work we do, visit equityfoundation.org.au or follow Equity Foundation Australia on Facebook and Instagram.